you're listening to the Telltale channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about white supremacist Laura Loomer losing her primary and literally crying while she claims voter fraud. Celebrity prophets Julie Green and Liz Crokin coming up with bizarre ideas about Nancy Pelosi. Pastor, medical doctor, and far-right figure Stella Emanuel demanding an apology from people who criticized her for claiming with absolutely no evidence that hydroxychloroquine would do anything for anybody. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. You know how some Christians, like, will start their meetings with a prayer or they'll start school board meetings or whatever with a prayer, right? Well, I'm starting this service that we're all participating in with the tears of a neo-Nazi. We are losing our country because of big tech election interference. And I am pleading with the Republican Party to please start taking this issue seriously. There you go. Hopefully that that rose your spirits a little bit, cheered you up, knowing that there's a neo-Nazi out there who's bawling her eyes out right now. Bawling her eyes out because she lost an election specifically. That That is just the pinnacle of beauty right there. One short announcement. I noticed... Uh, just a couple of days ago that the podcast, like the the one that you download on podcast apps, iTunes and Google Play and CastBox or whatever others there are out there, I noticed that a large 33-minute segment of the podcast clip of, of the whole episode was just silent. That was my mistake. When I rendered the MP3 file, it hadn't finished importing one of the clips, so I fixed the problem and I replaced the file. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's like Audible, CastBox, iTunes podcast episode, you should be able to delete the episode you have on your phone, re-download, and listen again with the corrected file. Um, sorry about that. Hey, Owen. It's Trixie from Oklahoma. So... I'm watching your live streams of Lindell and basically your unfiltered stuff about Lindell, and he talks about zero forks to four forkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give a little bit of context to this. Uh, basically, Mike Lindell, I, I believe that this was an appearance that Lindell did at Greg Locke's church, right? He went to Greg Locke's Global Vision Bible Church or whatever and talked about how he was an addict for years and everything. And that's super honorable, you know, except he lied through the entire thing. Like he went from an addict to a pillow mogul. That's a, an amazing story in itself. I don't know why the guy felt the need to lie. Well, anyway, throughout the course of the story that he told at Greg Locke's church, he talked about how he went from eating with one fork to four forks or something, or he never knew people who were four forkers. So what, what is he talking about? I don't understand. What the hell does that even mean? I just don't understand like what the, like what's, what that's even all about. It just made no sense. So that's the context you need to uh, listen to the rest of the voicemail. Check it out. My question to you is, has it ever been explained? It has been explained. And in retrospect, I actually went to college I went to a community college, and one of the required classes was fine dining or something. It was basically 
learning to go to a like an upscale meeting and shake people's hand and how to tie a tie and submit a resume and how to eat with four forks and what it means and all that other stuff. But so I do actually know what it means now, but uh, let's hear the explanation. Why not? Right. Basically in a fine dining situation, you have four different forks. You have your salad, your thigh or your appetizer entree and uh, dessert so you know four forks zero forks to four forks if you're having a four course meal or no course meal it's you know addiction affects you whatever that's what lindell's saying i think anyways bye love your show yeah i appreciate it so basically lindell is saying he went from being an addict to hanging out with people who were of a higher class or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see the point of using four forks because I, I would rather... I, I have a problem with my food touching. So whatever. Some people just don't like that, I guess. So to each their own. This is Dax Fetter, and I'm in, from Utah. So I'm an ex-Mormon. And uh, I figured out that it was like a cult from like your videos. Anyway, uh, my dad is super... Uh, like bigoted and homophobic i'm gay anyway so i have another reason to leave and so i have to go to church with him and it just like makes me sick any like conversion or stuff to just get people to be like hey yeah i don't let you like make you go stuff like that i don't know i don't have any ideas so thanks Owen. yeah i appreciate that it sounds absolutely miserable i know that I actually, like, when I got kicked out, I still believed it. I believed it for years. I got kicked out at 18. I think I stopped believing around 21 or 22, maybe. So there was no, I mean, I never really enjoyed going to church or the Kingdom Hall, as Jehovah's Witnesses call it. I never enjoyed it, but I did it for 18 years and got baptized in the whole nine yards. There was never really a time when I didn't, like when I felt like I was being forced to go, even though I didn't believe it because I stopped believing after I had already stopped going. So I guess I had that going for me. But either way, you can at least say you have your mind, right? Like not everybody does. Not everybody has their mental freedom. Not everybody is woken up to the fact that this is a destructive force in people's lives, but you have. There are a lot of downsides. You know, you have to deal with the fact that your dad is bigoted and hates people for intrinsic qualities about them and may not accept or, or may not like this type of person or that type of person, but you have your mind. Uh, good luck. I know that cannot be fun. Uh, I hope things work out for the best in the end. And you can at least know that you have community here among my fans and myself that will support you through it to the best of our ability. Hey, Owen, this is Chandler from Freestone County, Texas. Um, I just, um, I figured I would share something that was interesting that you probably might not have known, but you probably might know because, I mean, you have gone into and looked at uh, Mormonism before, but did you know that Mormons call anybody who is not a Mormon Gentiles? It's kind of weird because, I mean, Gentile is normally a word used by Hebrews, like, or should I say by Jews, to mention anybody who is not Jewish. But it's like, if I'm not mistaken, um, Mormons think that they are like Hebrews, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, I just wanted to share that with you. Love you, buddy. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. That is really interesting. I went and saw the Book of Mormon on Broadway recently, like the Broadway show of the Book of Mormon or whatever. Oh my God, is that funny. I intentionally didn't consume any information about it because I wanted to see the actual play uh, at some point in my life, and I finally got the opportunity to. Come to find out, the Mormon church is not a fan. Not a fan. I am, though. I thought it was hilarious. I believe uh, it, an ex-Mormon in the comments can correct me if I'm wrong on this, and I will pin it to the top. So check to see if the pinned comment relates to this. I think that Mormons believed that Jews got on a ship and sailed over to America during the Old Testament time period, and they used glowing rocks that Jesus touched or something to put them on the front of the ship so that they could see at night. I, I feel like I'm butchering the story, but somebody correct me in the comments here. And then they, they sailed the ship to America, and then Jesus shows up in America around 500, the year 500, I think, and then writes the Book of Mormon, and then writes the Constitution to the United States, I think. I mean, I, I don't even remember. It's been a while since I read about this. But yeah, lots of bizarre beliefs from Mormonism. Deeply fascinating belief system, though. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyways, um, the Book of Mormon Broadway show is fantastic. I think they have it on Disney+. Plus. You should check that out if you haven't. They're not a sponsor. I'm just a fan. We got an email, title is Some Stuff and People and Such. It says, hi, love your content, great stuff. Thanks for all your content. I'm not a patron supporter, but I may be one day. Well, I appreciate that. If you are, uh, that would be awesome. Otherwise, thank you for writing in. Number one, uh, they had a few questions for me. Actually, they had even more questions than this, but I could only hit like a couple. I couldn't hit all of them. So I figured I'd just hit the, the first two. Number one, I wonder, have you heard of these people? Drunvalo Melchizedek. Yes, I have. When I started my YouTube channel originally, I found a little tiny insular community among Logic fans and Logic YouTubers. I'm trying to remember some of their names now. Martimer81. Does that sound familiar? That may have been, he may have been in that. There were a bunch of people in it, but... It was pretty small. Most of the people aren't creating content consistently anymore anyways, but one of them was named Smells Like E Minor. Microbloganism was another one. That was one of their names, Microbloganism. Anyway, he's probably still on YouTube. Smells Like E Minor was a really good guy, fantastic guy. He, he introduced me to Logic, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we worked together and we talked and stuff a lot back in the day, in the early days when I had 40 subbies or even less. And when I started drawing stuff on screen, he was there. And uh, he talked a lot about Drunvalo Melchizedek. That was his whole thing, so I looked into it pretty heavily. School of Images, now called Blue School. This is back to the email, by the by. Gigi Young, Female Mystery School, Mars Mysteries, and Maha Vajra. I haven't heard of the others, only Drunvalo Melchizedek. And here's the second question. I agree with your take on Scott Teal. Teal Swan, but I did not agree with your take on spirit science, as I do not think it is a cult. My reasoning is I openly agree and disagree with them all the time, and they are perfectly fine with that. They openly say, don't believe what we say at face value, have your own experience, and let's have a conversation about these ideas. I mean, we can say spirit science stuff is crazy, but not a cult as they do not seem to try to control or manipulate. Just being spiritually back from religion and some form of personal God, I think it would be worth t 
talking to spirit science people and updating your opinion on that. Maybe crazy, but not a cult, but could definitely look like one from afar. Okay, that's an interesting point. Um, I have some qualifiers that, that I use to decide or to determine if something is a cult. Does it program in a false or a cult identity? I.e., do the people who consume spirit science content tend to have extremely similar, strict personalities to the point where they seem to be almost clones of each other. The problem with spirit science is, sure, in the videos, they have certain ideas about how certain things should should go, and they're open about saying, you know, you can, you can disagree with them, that's okay, and all that other stuff. But on a personal level, when you start digging into the belief system, getting involved in the parasocial side, looking into, like, Jordan... Uh, what's his name? Jordan something or other. I forget his last name. Looking into Jordan and other leaders within the movement. Do they feel that way once you start digging into it? They can say whatever they want in the videos. What I'm looking for is real, actual, tangible effects on people. And when I see people effectively acting like clones, lining their behavior up perfectly with each other, controlling the, the way that they talk, uh, micromanaging their movements and everything from top to bottom, it's concerning to me. It throws up red flags. Uh, not to mention the fact that spirit science cl works closely with Teal Swan. Teal Swan and spirit science and a few others, Drunvalo Melchizedek included, they all kind of push the same ideas, similar ideas, and trap people in this vortex of destructive influence that is why i raise my eyebrows when spirit science videos come on and some of the things that they say i'm looking for real actual tangible effects not what they're talking about in videos necessarily and what i see is it looks like a cult what i see is the members act like cult members so anyway thank you so much for the email i appreciate that title of this email is Man Overboard 72722. And it was actually, uh, they sent me a comic that I wanted to take a look at here. I love this guy. This hit my inbox right after listening to, to the strange guy who thinks modern Democrats are evil. Oh, great. Thunderstorm just knocked out this part of town, too. Typing in the dark and using daughter's phone for flashlight. Repair by midnight, says Duke Energy. Cutting up fallen trees somewhere. I won't hold my breath. T. Well, thank you for that update, T. Hopefully things are going okay. Here is the interesting comic, Man Overboard. I have never heard of this before. We have to pass reasonable gun legislation and meanwhile address police violence and ensure reproductive rights. It's a guy talking to a crowd. And tackle income disparity and be ready for the next pandemic and make and take meaningful action on climate change. Guy next to him is yawning and he's on a soapbox too they're both on soapboxes like they're politicians standing in front of a crowd and the yawning guy doesn't seem to care what the first dude's saying and most importantly protects the right to vote without which we have nothing and now the other guy who was yawning says he wants to turn your kids gay this is a pretty apt illustration of the fact that the right is all about culture wars right now in the U.S. It is all about culture wars. Whoever is winning the culture war in the moment is who wins the elections. And that's why Republicans lean so heavily into culture war issues. Scream about Mr. Potato Head being canceled because they had the word Mr. at the front. 
all these crazy liberals throwing a fit that Mr. Potato Head is gendered. They should remove Mr. Potato Head's gender and make it just Potato Head, and the company broke and changed it. No, there were no liberals out there screaming about that. Literally none. Nobody was complaining that it was called Mr. Potato Head. Not one person. You know who was complaining? Fox News and Newsmax and all the other people. They were screaming that a private company made a private company decision for themselves to change the name of their company from Mr. Potato Head to just Potato Head because they make Mrs. Potato Heads also. The culture wars are fabricated nonsense by the far right. And this comic is a perfect illustration of that. He wants to turn your kids gay. It is all about scaring the out of people. That is all they care about. And, and at this moment, sadly, they're succeeding. By the by, I'm not going to be able to give the kitties treats tonight because my big orange cat, Miki, has diabetes, we found out. I did find treats that she likes, but I couldn't find treats that they both like. So Cashmere doesn't like her treats, unfortunately. And her treats are really expensive. Let me show you. Oh, she came running. It's this little pack here. It's just freeze-dried cat treats. And it's like eight or nine bucks or something for just a little tiny one point uh, thirty five grams, one point two five ounces for like eight eight dollars or something. It's very expensive. So we've been saving them for when she like when we have to give her a shot of insulin so that she does you know she associates insulin with like good because she gets to eat and stuff. So anyway, no no cat treats tonight. I'm sorry, guys. We just found out she's diabetic the other day, and it's been hard to adapt to everything. Try taking blood from a cat. Not easy. Not easy to do. Still haven't figured it out. I'm trying. But we have to give her insulin injections twice a day. At least she's still alive. Let me just say that. At least she's still alive, right? That's a plus. When we come back, we're going to talk about white supremacist Laura Loomer losing her primary and literally crying while she claims voter fraud. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered Channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. For those who are unfamiliar, this is Laura Loomer on screen here, okay? She is a deep, deep white supremacist and Christian nationalist, and she's running for office. Well, she was running for office. She lost. It is fantastic news, to be perfectly honest. She came entirely too close to having a position of power. She is as extreme as they come. She is effectively a full-blown Nazi. No hyperbole here. I mean, she... Uh, you guys probably heard of Richard Spencer, right? Famous Nazi. He's one of the people who got punched on the street a while back. And, you know, anyway, that's neither here nor there. She believes the same way that Richard Spencer believes. She agrees with him ideologically, but she wants to replace him as the face of the movement because she thinks that he is optically bad for the movement. Well, like I said, she lost her election. That news couldn't have possibly come at a better time, in my opinion. And uh, she absolutely melted down over it. Oh, my God. She lost her mind. 
Check this out. Late August 2022. This is her concession speech, if you will. Uh, not really a concession exactly. Listen to what she had to say when she found out she lost. And, and just drink up those tears while you listen. We are losing our country because of big tech election interference. And I am pleading with the Republican Party to please start taking this issue seriously. Please. Because the American people deserve representation. And that's a... That's why I ran for Congress in 2020. It's why I ran for Congress in 2022. And it's why I'm going to keep fighting for all of you. I'm never going to. Yeah, so that was her supposed quote unquote concession speech. She's complaining that there was fraud or that she lost because of, you know. Well, she did claim that there was fraud in this concession speech. In this specific clip, she was saying that she lost at least in part because of big tech censorship or whatever. She is extremely deplatformed for good reason, too. I can only play some of the things that she has had to say because it's so deeply bad. But let's just take a look at her record and see what she's had to say just a little bit. OK, check this one out. This is leading up to her 2022 election failure. Uh, by the way, the district that she lost in, she lost her primary to a Republican. It is a perfectly safe red district. It will never go blue, as far as I can tell. It's been gerrymandered that way. If she had won that district, she would have been guaranteed a spot in Congress. Now we're going to get a different extremist Republican in her place. At least it's not Laura Loomer, of all people. Listen to what she had to say here. Check this out. This is on killstream.tv. I'm a really big supporter of the Christian nationalist movement. I support Christians. Uh, I'm going to fight for Christians. I'm going to fight for white people. I'm going to fight for, you know, nationalist movements. I'm going to fight against the uh, the anti-white racism that is being, uh, you know, perpetuated. I'm going to fight for all Americans, really. All freedom-loving Americans, um, regardless of their background. But there is clearly a war on white people. There's clearly a war on Christianity in this country. Yeah, that didn't sound like she intended to fight for all Americans, all quote-unquote freedom-loving Americans. She just listed groups that she believed were oppressed and that she would be fighting for specifically. White people. She's going to fight for Christian nationalism, white nationalism. That's insane. That is insane, okay? And by the by, she is Jewish, or I'm sorry, was Jewish. She converted to Christianity very recently. She's been removed from basically every social media network in existence. She's been removed from like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of them, all of them. And she's been backed into a corner of only using something like Telegram. That's basically her only option. Her official Telegram channel, like Laura Loomer official for her campaign or whatever has 30,000 subscribers on there, it looks like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Looks like she's got about 31,000 subbies on, on Telegram, which is not nothing on Telegram. It's a significantly smaller platform than, like, say, YouTube or Twitch or whatever. So the fact that she has as many as 31,000 is, like, blow me away, gigantic. But she's had some things to say on her telegram that I wanted to pull up. She runs in the same circles as Nick Fuentes. If you're not sure who that is, he is basically king of the incels. I've done some clips on him before. You can just go look. He is an extremist who is also borderline neo-Nazi at best. In fact, 
I, I may venture as far as to say full-blown neo-Nazi. But he says, I trust Gab because Gab is run by a faithful Christian and not some Judeo-Christian either. A Christian. Laura Loomer says... The idea that you can't trust someone who's Jewish is quite absurd because, of course, she's Jewish. I've been on Gab since it was created. I sent donors to Andrew Torba in 2017. I've never condemned him or Nick Fuentes, and I've fought for the America First agenda as a Jewish American. Obviously, we just heard her explicitly say that she's fighting for white nationalism and Christian nationalism in the U.S., despite the fact that she was ra born and raised Jewish, basically, right? I've also taken lawsuits against Google, Facebook, Twitter, and Apple all the way to the Supreme Court as a Jewish American. So anyway, she's upset that people were fighting Judaism. Well, Nick Fuentes is fighting Judaism and wants just Christians in it, right? I will not stand for this claim that only Christians are loyal to America. This is Laura Loomer again. I'm Jewish and I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm loyal to my country. Defend your right to say what you want, but just because you say it doesn't mean it's accurate, so on and so forth. Shortly thereafter, she comes out and says she's a Christian. How about that? She came out as a Christian. When it became convenient to her, when she saw the way that the tides were moving and realized that the party, the Republican Party, is no longer interested in Jewish people, doesn't want them to be a part of the party at all, particularly since Doug Mastriano a while back said no Jewish people and no gay people allowed at our events, specifically because Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin wanted to show up and do interviews. He specifically said no gays and no Jews. That's when she came out as a Christian very recently been a jewish person her entire life now she's christian because she can see the way that the tides are moving that's really sad honestly really sad but it should give you insight into her mind and how it operates and how she feels about things and how she thinks and all of it she believes in the christian nationalist cause and is willing to go to any lengths to make that dream of Christian nationalism a reality, and that's deeply disturbing. Keep listening to what she had to say here on uh, Killstream. Even though I am Jewish, I'm still going to fight for Christian nationalists, and I, I find that most of my friends and most of my allies and most of the people who I associate these days uh, with are Christian nationalists. That's insane, man. Of course, like I said, she's no longer Jewish. She claims to be Christian, but that is insane, and it's so deeply sad. Check this one out. This is her talking about being psychic, or she seems to believe that she's psychic. This is her explaining. Listen to this. I saw, I have this kind of a blessing, but it's also a curse where I'm able to see things coming <laughs> years ahead of when they actually happen, mm -hmm. right? And of course, that's when people call you a conspiracy theorist because they say, oh, that's so crazy. That's never going to happen. And I knew that Big Tech was going to try to steal the election in 2020. Okay. She was removed from all of these platforms in 2020. I don't know exactly which ones. I don't know if it was like Gab and Parler and stuff, but it was at the very least YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all of the big ones. The reason that she was removed is because of the violent, horrific stuff that she said. That is what happens when you say violent, horrific stuff on social media. You're removed. Social media companies removing you for basically repeating things that like Hitler would say about Jews is not bad. That's a good thing. We don't want that in our public discourse. We don't need it. The only thing that that serves is pushing us further down the road that people were on in World War II Germany. I don't want that. That's not good. I don't want people running for Congress 
and on social media and having their voices amplified who are saying some of the horrific messed up stuff that was said by Hitler in World War II. Like, that's insane. I simply don't want it. And people said I was nuts. I knew they were going to ban Donald Trump. People said I was nuts. And I felt like I had to run for office in order to make a difference because I don't see anybody in the party doing anything to stop this, you know? Wow, so she said they were going to ban Donald Trump and people said she was nuts. Who? Which people? Which people said you were nuts? I think people could see that coming from a mile away. Pretty much everybody. At some point, it was more likely than not that Trump was going to be removed from certain social media websites. Twitter was his big thing. He had a gigantic Twitter following, and that's where he did a lot of his messaging and stuff. So it took entirely too long for Twitter to remove him, but it was honestly no surprise whatsoever when he was finally removed. If that doesn't mean you're prophetic, that doesn't mean you're psychic. That means you had common sense and you could read a room or read a situation. Really, come on. You know? You know, I'm not saying that I'm a psychic, but <laughs> I am saying that there are people who do, you know, have abilities, right? I mean, it's called prophecy. I'm not saying that I'm a prophet, but what I am saying is that everything that I've predicted has happened. Everything well, that I said was going to happen has come true. And so perhaps people should listen to what I say because I have a pretty, pretty strong batting record. Okay, wow. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying I'm psychic. I'm just saying I foretell the future on a regular basis and I am correct 99 to 100% of the time. What are you saying then? What are you saying? Get a little more specific for me. Ridiculous, man. God, this... I'm so glad that she lost. So deeply glad. Oh my God. We did not need this voice amplified. It gets even worse. It gets even crazier, believe me. I, like I said, I can't play some of the stuff that she's said. It's too over the line. Check this one out. In this one, she's talking about the current Republican Party and how she feels about them. Even Gitmo is too good for Ronna Romney. Okay. okay, Ronna McDaniels is the head of the RNC. I'm assuming that she's making fun of Ronna McDaniels by calling her Ronna Romney. I don't know what she meant by that. Even Gitmo, though, huh? You think even Gitmo is too good for them? An extrajudicial prison camp where people are tortured and mistreated on a regular basis have no human rights whatsoever? She apparently wants to remove people's human rights if they are on her side politically, but not extreme enough. Even Gitmo is too good for Ronna Romney. Okay, even Gitmo is too good Kevin McCarthy and all of these Kevin McCarthy is the current House Minority Leader 2020 to 2022 I believe so that's why she's calling him out he's their Republican leader in the House and all of these scumbag rhinos yeah. uh, in the NRCC and NRC NRSC who threw our president and threw patriots under the bus and allowed for the Democrats to steal the election mm. you ever see 2000 mules right you go watch it everybody who's watching this go watch wow. 2000 mules they had whistleblowers they had whistleblowers who had video evidence surveillance video evidence and mm. they took it to the crooks and the NRC the NRCC and the RNC and all of these crooked Republican organizations that run our 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 our, our feckless current Republican Party. And you know what? They didn't do anything about it. They 
Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. First of all, the 2020 election was not stolen. I just want to lay that out there. The 2000 Mules is a ridiculous propaganda film that uses circumstantial evidence at best to try to make the case that it was stolen. It's piss poor. And what she said there a minute ago about there being video evidence, no, there isn't. No, there isn't. There is no video evidence. If there is, then let me see it. Somebody send me the video evidence of this. It doesn't exist. And third, this is Pete Santilli on the left. The guy is, oh my God. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say about Pete Santilli. Ugh. If you want to see more from Pete Santilli, check out my unfiltered YouTube channel or my Twitch. I've got to cover the guy soon because... He's something else. Let me just show you like a short snippet of something else this guy had to say. This is another candidate for Congress named Deanna Lorraine. She was an InfoWars correspondent for a while. Matter of fact, Laura Loomer was also an InfoWars correspondent, but that's neither here nor there. This is from early August 2021, and this is Pete Santilli talking to Deanna Lorraine. The people now that are learning more about the adverse impact of getting vaccinated they're having mm -hmm. regrets about it because what people what people are having adverse reactions what people are regretting getting vaccinated i haven't talked to a single one i'm sure there's probably somebody out there vaccines were by and large an incredible thing for humanity like mind-blowingly useful and helpful in society and this guy is demonizing them why who knows just because, I guess. But just wait for his conspiracy theory to spin up. He hasn't gotten there yet. We're hearing about this shedding uh, that's yeah. going on. and the vaccine shedding. The shedding. And it's possible for vaccines to shed the way they're describing. Not the COVID vaccine. It does not work that way. It's not possible in that case. Uh, so they're just completely full of it there. And also... Um, the, the the activation of the graphene oxide is actually sitting there dormant, but if it gets energized by something like 5G, it actually kills all the cells around it. That is so crazy to me. That's crazy to me too. Uh, literally nothing in that sentence made any sense or was true at all. We have entered nutter butter land officially. Uh, graphene oxide is not an ingredient in the vaccine. Never was, never will be. 5G doesn't affect graphene oxide in the body? I mean, do I really need to point any of this out? Just ridiculous. So that's who Laura Loomer is talking to right now. That guy. The guy who believes that graphene oxide is in the vaccine and is going to be activated when they turn on 5G networks. By the way, when he put that out, 5G networks were already active in the U.S. In fact, I live in an area that has 5G and I got vaccinated and lo and behold, I'm not dead. How about that? Anyway, I'm hoping you're starting to see like the level of discourse that we're at here. I, ho I hope you're starting to see like where these people's heads are at and how deeply glad I am that she lost and why I just eat it up when I see her crying on stage and screaming about fraud because the American people deserve representation. And that's a, that's why I ran for Congress in 2020. It's why I, I just, I love it, dude. She is a deeply flawed candidate, to say the least. Deeply flawed candidate. And she would only make things worse in the country. The only direction she would bring us is down. Keep listening to her conversation with Pete Santilli here. These crooked Republican organizations that run our 
our our our our feckless current Republican Party. And you know what? They didn't do anything about it. They no. didn't do anything about it because you know what? They were in on the steal, and two thousand right. people proves it. No. No, there was no election fraud. 2020 was one of the most secure elections in U.S. history because Trump was making the claims about election fraud before the election even happened, before it even happened. He's screaming about it. So Democrats and Republicans both were watching everything like a hawk and making sure everything was completely and totally 100% above board. And after the fact, people filed lawsuits and searched through voting records and talked to people and tried to find evidence of fraud. Not a single piece of evidence pointed to systemic fraud that could have possibly overturned even a single state, let alone an entire election. Joe Biden won. That's just what it is. Now, they're going to keep re releasing these propaganda films, 2,000 Mules and all of the others. Complete nonsense. It was complete nonsense when Trump made these claims. It's complete nonsense now. She also went on Alex Jones's show, actually. That was kind of interesting. She's actually an Alex Jones, like an InfoWars correspondent for a while or a reporter. I'm not sure exactly what her role was, but... She went on Alex Jones's show, InfoWars, and talked to him while she was running for Congress. Listen to this. I think MTG was dangerous. Now Marjorie Taylor Greene. I can't wait till you're in Congress, but we got to push it over the top here. Yeah, and Alex, uh, hopefully, you know, when I when I win my election and I become the first deplatformed candidate in United States history, um, you know, I would love the first deplatformed candidate in U.S. history. Wait, I mean, wasn't well. Trump was removed from Twitter while he was president, but I guess not while he was running for president, right? They should have banned him from Twitter like when he was running. So, okay, I don't know. Maybe that's true, but it's lo only like a half-truth. Like many politicians have been removed from social media, just not while they're campaigning necessarily. And was she even removed while she was campaigning? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I would love to serve on the House Energy Commerce Committee in Congress, in Congress so that I can take on the big tech social media tyrants. And I would love to uh, personally invite you to uh, testify in Congress, uh, you know, since you as well as myself, we are probably the two most censored and banned individuals in the entire country, if not the entire world. Uh, and I look forward to platforming your voice in the United States Congress. I can't I wait. Well, why do you think they singled? Because it really is true. You and I out. You're like man from Uber, uh, Airbnb, uh, myself included. Why are they so why do they pick you and I up front four years ago to do that, too? Really? You you don't know? You don't know why they picked you, Alex Jones, and you, Laura Loomer, specifically out of anybody? You saying you're wondering why they didn't ban Joe Biden rather than Laura Loomer? Are you kidding me? Do you think maybe it's all the Nazi talking points? Could that be it? Or no? Is, is that not possible? You think they just picked your name out of a hat? Just ban Laura Loomer just because? Because we're truth seekers and we're ahead of the curve. I think that you and I really have been trailblazers, uh, especially when it comes to waking people up about big tech social media censorship. And uh, we are probably uh, the best. I, I would say we are the best journalists in America today, the, the best investigative journalists alive. Okay, Laura Loomer and Alex Jones are not journalists, certainly not investigative journalists. They are commentators at best. I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentator. I take a story and I talk about it. I'm not investigating these things and digging into it and coming up with sources and asking tough questions and going places with the camera and all that stuff, writing 
articles that are unbiased or any of that stuff. I'm just talking about what I think about issues. That's a commentator. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist. He's a commentator. Don't confuse the two. Just absolutely ridiculous from top to bottom, dude. Check this one out. This should give you a good idea of the types of things that she believes. Our educational institutions, whether it be the public school systems or institutions of higher education, they are being infiltrated with godless communists and Marxists who are trying to indoctrinate your children and your grandchildren with LGBT, uh, LGBTQ degeneracy, okay, and anti-God, anti-white propaganda, anti-American propaganda. Yeah, that's Laura Loomer. Jesus Christ, dude. I am so, so glad she lost her election. Oh, my God. I couldn't have come at a better time and couldn't have happened to a, a nicer person, right? I'm just so deeply glad. And the fact that she lost her election means that we get this. We are losing our country because of big tech election interference. And I am pleading with the Republican Party to please start taking this issue seriously. I love it. I love it. You, you, you can hear her like choking up because she lost her election. Like, the way that she says the word seriously, uh, I just, I'm so glad that she lost. So glad that she lost. I'm drinking these tears up, man. Drinking them up. Here's another one. Interesting little fun fact about Laura Loomer. She held a protest in New York City, I believe. She handcuffed herself to something. I don't remember what it was over or where it happened exactly, but she handcuffed herself and apparently threw away the key and forgot that she needs to use the bathroom every few hours. So she asked the police to cut through the handcuffs for her, presumably so she could use the bathroom. Not the smartest idea to, to uh, you know, throw the key away, probably. But I guess, you know, whatever. I, live and learn, I suppose, right? Live and learn. Listen to this one. People here are very down to earth. Uh, they care about God. They care about their country. And they care about... Uh, you know, preserving the Constitution. And so I'm able to be myself. In Palm Beach, you know, I had to appeal to a more independent voting base or a more moderate voting base because it was more liberal there. But, uh, you know, I'm very right wing. I'm running a campaign to the right of the current Republican Congress. You don't say. And, and uh, that's what the voters here want. And, you know, pertaining to, uh, you know, uh, your your background with uh, white advocacy and being a white advocate and, you know, really uh, pioneering, um, pioneering uh, the the, uh, you know, intellectual uh, discussion right around race and 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 uh, demographics in this country. She believes that her viewpoint on racial issues is the intellectual side, the intellectual discussion. Uh, Citrus County, which is in my district, is also the whitest district in the entire state of Florida, too. And mm. so uh, these issues of CRT and anti-white racism and anti-white hatred um, and this anti-American, uh, you know, anti-white uh, Christian mentality uh, that uh, the Democrats are pushing, right? They're trying to persecute white people. They're trying to persecute Christians, the most persecuted people in the world. Uh, that's on the radar of my constituency. And I look forward to being their advocate when I win my race and, you know, get elected as their next congresswoman. Dude, her brain is empty except for propaganda. Nothing in there but propaganda. That's it. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. How did she get here? 
how did this person get to this point in her life where she believes this insane stuff? That is nuts. Well, uh, that sounds, uh, that does sound very exciting. Oh my God, dude. But like I said, man, you've got to love it when you see something so perfect as this. We are losing our country because of big tech election interference. And I am pleading with the Republican Party to please start taking this issue seriously. Please. Because the American people deserve representation. And that's, a, that's why I ran for Congress in 2020. It's why I ran for Congress in 2022. And it's why I'm going to keep fighting for all of you. I'm never going to. Yeah. She's got problems, dude. She's got problems. So here's my question. Does she really believe that she was cheated out of this election? Does she really believe that there was like voter fraud or whatever in her district, her tiny little itty bitty district that's 99% white or whatever? Does she really believe that the Republican like opponent that she ran against orchestrated this whole voter fraud thing? Or is she just using it to her own political ends? Let me know what you think in the comments or on Twitter at Telltale Atheist. When we come back, we're going to talk about celebrity prophets Julie Green and Liz Crokin coming up with bizarre ideas about Nancy Pelosi. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. This is Julie Green, and she is the official campaign prophet for Doug Mastriano. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Doug Mastriano, he's a far-right extremist who is the Republican nominee for the gubernatorial candidacy in Pennsylvania. So basically, he's running for governor in Pennsylvania, and he has a real shot at getting it, is the bottom line. It's extremely concerning. And Julie Green is his campaign profit campaign profit i didn't know that that was uh, like a, a position in a campaign or in a governorship or whatever but the president has a spiritual advisor usually so trump did at the very least it was paula white so you know i get it, i've heard crazier things i suppose but i gotta say i don't think it gets much crazier than the things that i heard from julie green and her friend liz crokin liz crokin is closely linked to carrie lake I, they've been on the same shows, they've taken pictures together, they talk regularly from my understanding. I don't know if she uses Liz Crokin as like a prophet, a campaign prophet or whatever. If you're unfamiliar watching this five years in the future, Carrie Lake is the governor candidate for Arizona right now, the Republican governor candidate. So it's all very, very concerning. We're going to talk about Liz Crokin in a little bit, too, because she's got absolutely nutty views. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's just listen to what Julie Green, campaign prophet for Doug Mastriano, had to say for herself. Mid-August 2022. Check this out. They know Nancy can't handle the presidency. Nancy Pelosi, current Speaker of the House. No, they know she's a drunk, but they know- Who's they? Who's they? Who knows she's a drunk? How do you know she's a drunk? What are you even talking about? She's kind of giving us a weird little monologue here, right? The interesting thing about what she's doing right now is 
she claims to be a prophet of God. She receives divine information from on high, right? And what she does is when she receives this information, she writes it down in a book, like the Book of Green, chapter 3, verse 12, that kind of thing. Seriously, that's what she does, Julie Green. And then she comes on air on Rumble or wherever and reads it out like she's reading Bible verses, reads out what she wrote as though they're Bible verses. This is in Julie Green's Bible, what she's telling us right now about Nancy Pelosi. They know Nancy can't handle the presidency. No, they know she's a drunk, but they know she is dying and they helped with that. Who's they? How are they helping Nancy Pelosi die? I don't understand. They are now disposing of anyone they feel is no longer useful to them. Who is they? She filled the puppet masters with her two impeachments that didn't work. No, no assignment and anything they gave her against Trump, it didn't work. So now she is seen as a failure. So Julie Green is saying that Nancy Pelosi, current Speaker of the House, is being controlled by some puppet masters who forced her to do two impeachments on Donald Trump, even though they were false, which they weren't, by the way, but that's what Julie Green believes. And she failed in getting Donald Trump impeached, so now her puppet masters are upset with her? What? Her days are coming to an end, and she will not last until the 2020 midterm elections. This is recent, so she must have meant 2022 midterm elections. Well, that's kind of specific, right? She said. Pelosi isn't going to last until the midterm elections. Well, we're pretty close. You sure about that, Julie? You sure you want to double down on this? You sure that God told you this information because it's about to blow up in your face? I mean, the midterm elections are happening as of the moment that this is being filmed. They're happening in two and a half months, less than two and a half months. They're basically happening in, a, in about nine to ten weeks. The midterms will be happening. So here's the question. If... Nancy Pelosi doesn't kick it in the next nine weeks. Can we officially call Julie Green a false prophet just based off this one prophecy that she gave? The very first one that we're listening to? Angel of death. Elections. She'll be visited by the angel of death for her crimes against my nation. Again, she's speaking with God's voice because God gave her this prophecy. And the blood is dripping from her hands. She loves to drink the little children's blood. And that is a QAnon belief. There's this belief floating around from QAnon that Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Huma Abedin, and a bunch of other major political figures are Satanists that do satanic rituals and sacrifices and all this other stuff. Completely nuts, dude. Completely nuts, some of the stuff they believe. Of course, no evidence for any of it at all. Like, zero. But she claims that it came from God, so she's going to repeat it as though it's a fact. By drinking this blood, they believe they will receive a longer life. Yes, a true witch, she really is. She was part of sacrificing the children to Baal. She loved for him. Yeah, I, I, I guess I had to cut some things out. I don't even remember what she said there. Let me step back. Children to bail. She loved for him. Oh, yeah, it was just, you know, kind of 
that's what it meant. I just wanted to cut down on the, the number of questionable words is all. Oh, yeah. Notice her use of the word bail, too. If you're unfamiliar with who Bale is and why they keep talking about him and everything, basically, the Jews and the Canaanites lived in the same area around the same time, like thousands and thousands of years ago, right? And basically, every deity name that you ever hear mentioned in Christianity today all routes back to the Canaanite pantheon. So you got like the Greek pantheon and the Roman pantheon. You know, they had gods. They had, just had different gods. So a pantheon is just a list of different gods. Zeus, Thor, Neptune, and whatever. I mean, they're just a gigantic list of gods, right? Well, the Canaanites had a list of gods too. Baal was one of them. Marduk was another one. Yahweh was one of the Canaanite gods. The god of metallurgy, actually, was what Yahweh was. And then the Jews came along, and they were like, hey, I like that pantheon, and I like that Yahweh fella, and I think I'm going to take him. So they took Yahweh as their own and formed out a an effectively monotheistic religion out of it. But you can see the heavy Canaanite pantheon influence in the Old Testament. For example, here's another god from the Canaanite pantheon, El. El was the creator god that created all of the others. And the gods that he created were collectively known as the Elohim. One of the gods that he created was Yahweh, of course. So anyway, that is the the Canaanite pantheon influence on the Jewish religion and the Christian religion. Kind of interesting. So when they talk about Baal here, like Julie Green was talking about just now, Baal was one of the gods. It was like one of the bad guys in the Canaanite pantheon. That's why I find it deeply fascinating that they talk about Baal so much, Baal worship and all that stuff. It's basically like Satan. It was like the Canaanite Satan. Of course, Satan didn't exist up until five to six hundred years before Jesus came along. And even before and even then, it wasn't exactly what we know today as Satan. So they referred to Baal more often than not, which was the Canaanite Satan, pretty much. Children to Baal. She loved for him. Well, now she will pay the ultimate price with her life. And her life is, not, is now over. For the facts against you and the baby she along with giving money from her bills to help with trafficking the children. And of course, to finance Epstein Island and that lifestyle. Wait, 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 wait. Epstein, that name is so familiar. Is that the guy that Donald Trump is friends with? that took a bunch of pictures with him and hung out with him and got sued by people that he was connected to and all that stuff. I feel like that we're talking about the same guy, right? Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, right? Yeah, that dude that Trump is really close, or was, I guess, really close friends with. The dude whose girlfriend Trump wished well when she was on trial for all the terrible stuff, right? Are we talking about the same guy here? So anyway, that's Julie Green. That is campaign prophet of Doug Mastriano gubernatorial candidate for Pennsylvania, and he has a real shot, a real shot. We should be concerned. Out of curiosity, let's just look at what his chances are, actually. I use a, a website called 270towin.com. I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but it's super useful. You can look at interactive maps and pick which map library to use, like Cook Political Inside Elections, 538. They all have their own estimates on here. 
Right now, it's looking like Pennsylvania leans blue, light blue, so it's not a sure thing, but Mastriano is not favored to win the election. That's good. That's good. It's concerning that it's not solidly blue, and we know for a fact that Mastriano's going to lose. It looks like some of these estimates have Pennsylvania a little bit more of a toss-up than others. I also go to 538.com. They have polling aggregates. They've been extremely useful for, for finding out like the likelihood of these people winning or this thing or that thing. Let me look at, uh, let's see, Governor... Okay, here you go. This is the current state of the Pennsylvania governor race. We've got the Democrat Shapiro at 48.3%, polling at 48.3%. Mastriano is polling at 41%. Now, there have not been very many polls done on these two. The strength of this polling data is in how many polls have been taken. So take this with a grain of salt. It you know, the, the margin of error is probably a lot wider than usual. But it currently appears as though Shapiro is going to win. Either way, it's closer than it should be. It's closer than it should be. It's concerning, is the point here. And Julie Green is Mastriano's campaign prophet. Mastriano has people like this running around representing his campaign. That's nuts. That is nuts. Check out this next one, mid-August 2022. Ilhan Omer. I love how she pronounced it. Ilhan Omer. Ilhan Omer. Love it. You were a snake in the grass. You were a spy sent from your land to get everything you could to give it back to the nation that you serve. I am ripping the information out of your hands and your mouth will be shut. You infiltrated my nation and that is the last thing you will ever do. She believes that God told her this prophecy that Ilhan, or Ilhan Omer, I'm sorry, Ilhan Omer is trying to infiltrate the U.S. government on behalf of the Yemen government? Yemenis? Is, that's where she's from, right? What kind of a weird, bizarre, delusional fantasy land does she live in? Really? Like, none of this makes any sense. None of this adds up. This is bizarre. Your nation is letting you fall for them. You have no one on your side to save you. And the great I am is against you. And the Great I Am, that's a name for God in the Bible, but it's been heavily co-opted by the QAnon movement. A lot of QAnon cults call themselves I Ams, particularly Romana Dedulo. She does that a lot. She is the supposed Queen of Canada, QAnon cult leader. Anyway, she calls her people I Ams, and QAnon in general likes to do that. So, You have no one on your side to save you. And the great I am is against you, and you will fall for your treacherous acts. Yeah, so she obviously doesn't like Ilhan Omer at all. What's not to like about Ilhan Omer, honestly? I think she's awesome. Check this one out, mid-August 2022. I mean, th this person just keeps on going, dude. Keeps on going with the crazy stuff. Adam Schiff, how shifty you are. A weasel, a rat. You sold this nation out and formulated plans to throw out my son. You know what's weird? It's weird to me that God, who she's speaking for here, uses the same like inflections and mannerisms and vocal speech patterns that Donald Trump uses. Is that weird to anybody else? Is it just me? Rat, you sold this nation out and formulated plans to throw out my son from his rightful position as president. You thought you were so clever and couldn't be caught. 
Well, I will shine my spotlight on you, and all will see the proof of your disgusting acts against my son, the true president, and also your part in selling my nation to China for your protection. Wow. Wow. That is weird, dude. Against my son, Donald Trump. Like, I know God views everybody as his children or whatever, but I always thought that, like, Jesus was something very unique and special being God's son. Like, we're all God's children, whatever. But, you know, there's a difference between being God's children and being God's son, right? The son of God, if you will. Weird that she refers to Trump that way. Part in selling my nation to China for your protection. Just like the United States was to sink like the Titanic, you were supposed to be set for life because of the part you played. Yes, China is selling you out, and I will show the world who you are. You too will be tried for treason. You will also pay with your life. Nothing can save you now. Adam Schiff, for your shifty deals have cost you your life, and nothing can change your future. Chuck Schumer, your story is... Oh my God, she's going after Chuck Schumer now. This is insane. That is that is nutty. Oh yeah, I think like I did the thumbnail after this shot. Let me tell you guys something about myself, okay? It's hard to find a frame in a video that doesn't look bad. Seriously, it's it's hard to do. Just because of the way that video works, it's basically blending two frames together in between each and that's how you get a certain number blah 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 it's complicated anyways for that reason it's hard to find a frame in a video that doesn't look like garbage but i go out of my way specifically to find frames in a video that are not unflattering that don't look like shit because i feel like that's propagandistic you know people find a picture of somebody that looks like complete garbage. They look like a scumbag. They look terrible and weird and creepy or whatever. And they insert that picture into a thumbnail to grab people's attention. I don't believe in doing that. I think that's wrong. I think that's propagandistic. And if I'm going to complain about people being propagandistic, then I have no right to do that myself. But this face was just too much dude it it looked too much like the the meme like the toad guy like this it looked too much like this this toad here to not use it i had to use the frame but keep in mind it's one of the few times you'll ever see me use a frame like that uh it was just too tempting to pass up honestly chuck schumer your story is similar to that of nancy adam mitch mcconnell mitt romney and obama you are all the same evil to your core and you sold your souls to China and to the devil himself. You will pay with your lives, but not before your judgments, and you will lose everything you hold dear to you. You have received your indictments, and you know your days are numbered here on this earth. None of you will enjoy your last days. My mighty army comes for you to remove you from your places of power and where you sleep. Okay, that's creepy and weird, but why are we sitting around waiting, right? If God wants this done, why doesn't he just do it? Just do it. Stand up. Send. Just send the army. Like, it should be here instantly, right? Isn't he all powerful? Just remove them from power instantly, just like that. Can't he influence any election? God, can't he, like, make any result he wants happen? Why are all of these people still winning elections if God doesn't want them to? I don't understand. Is he all powerful or not? These are the days of Haman. You wanted death for my nation and my children, but instead you will reap your harvest. 
though not before you see your nightmares come to pass. My son will return and will be put back in his rightful seat. When she says my son will return and be put back in his rightful seat, what she means is Donald Trump. She means Donald Trump will return and be put back in the presidency. I know, if you thought that she was talking about Jesus, I did too at first. Seriously, they treat him like he's Jesus. There is a new Donald Trump religious cult, and she is a leader in that cult. That's bizarre. Back in his rightful seat. You will all pay with your lives and your plans will not succeed. I, the great I am, am passing judgment and it is time for you to reap all what you have sown in one time, all at one time. Yeah, so anyway, that's Julie Green. Absolutely bizarre. Sad part about this whole thing, though, about Julie Green, and as I mentioned earlier, Liz Crokin, this woman right here, they're full-blown QAnon members. That's that's the whole issue here. Liz Crokin is very close to Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial candidate for Arizona, who has a, an honest shot at winning right now. I'm honestly very concerned. And Julie Green is also a QAnon member and very influential with another gubernatorial candidate. And here's the even more worrying part about it. Putin's fingerprints, Russia's fingerprints are all over the QAnon belief system. This is Delora O'Brien right here. This came out early March 2022, almost immediately after the Ukraine war started. QAnon wasn't really saying anything about Ukraine. They like they had nothing to do with Ukraine. They didn't know anything about Ukraine or whatever else. As soon as the Ukraine war started, QAnon starts espousing conspiracy theories about Ukraine. Bizarrely. Early March 2022. Delora O'Brien. Not on Putin's side. I'm not on, on Zelensky's side. I'm not on Trump's side. I'm on God's side. God's side is the side of truth. It just so happens that right now, our President Trump is on the side of God. Also, believe it or not, so is Putin. Is that not a bizarre thing for somebody to say immediately after the Ukraine war started? Again, she's a full-blown QAnoner. She, she speaks for QAnon in large part. Uh, this person does, Delora O'Brien. Putin's fingerprints are absolutely all over QAnon. Right before I came on here, this is what was sent to me. A Russian soldier, I even have his name and I, I can't give it, I'm sorry, I can't. Just research it, I'm sure it'll start coming out. Okay, never came out by the way. I'll, I'll let you guys listen and see what she said. Um. Searching for bioweapons. There was a him and a, a, a few of his of the other soldiers a, a searching for bioweapons in central Ukraine. They were never searching for bioweapons because they were never there. It's all complete nonsense. It it is conspiracy theory top to bottom. Why does QAnon care about what's happening in Ukraine specifically? Why did they link Ukraine conspiracies to American conspiracies like that because Putin's fingerprints are all over QAnon. They have been since the beginning, honestly, and he's been pulling the levers, trying to force them to get more influential in politics and push more Ukraine conspiracy theories within America. 
Absolutely disgusting. So when I point out that Liz Crokin, this woman here, and Julie Green are QAnon members, and they are closely linked, even campaign profits, for gubernatorial candidates, people are trying to take governorships in the U.S. for U.S. states, that should be concerning. The fact that they are so close to power, so close, and completely convinced, obsessed with QAnon, with the ideas that they espouse. Here is a very clear, direct link. Putin to campaign profits to U.S. governors. Extremely disturbing stuff. Listen to what Liz Crokin has to say here. This is mid-August 2022. Again, she's linked to Carrie Lake of Arizona. The White Hats tainted the elite's adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus. And okay, there's a lot here. I need to break each thing down. White Hats are, they, QAnon believes that there are like good members of the military who are operating together and there's like a civil war within the military for the White Hats or the good guys who are the Republicans and they're trying to take out the bad guys who are the Democrats and working for the elites or whatever else. Anyway, so the White Hat military people, she believes, tainted the adrenochrome supply of the elites. Now, adrenochrome isn't even real, okay? It's a pretend fake drug from a movie called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. The substance itself is technically real, but it doesn't, it cannot be used as a drug. If you take it, you can get it in powder form, like you can buy it apparently. It's not hard to access, and if you actually take it, the more you take, the worse the headache you get, basically. QAnon believes that you have to take it from, like, a live person, and it's an excruciating process, blah, blah, blah. Like, none of it's true. It's all complete fabrication, pseudoscientific nonsense from the ground up. And they believe that the elites or the cabal or the Illuminati are taking this every day and they're like mistreating people to try to get more of a supply or whatever, right? And the White Hat military comes in and they tainted their supply with Corona. I don't know how they would do that. Nothing about this makes sense except for within their weird little echo chamber. That's the only context. So and now that I've explained the premises behind what she's saying, let's let's start it over and listen a little bit more. Again, close friends with Carrie Lake, governor candidate for Arizona right now. The White Hats tainted the elite's adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus, and that's why so many members of the elites are getting the coronavirus, if indeed they do have their coronavirus. Um, so... So she doesn't even know that they do. She doesn't even know if this is true. She says she's using this as evidence that the White Hat military came in and did something that they weren't supposed to do, but she doesn't even know if that's true in the first place. Building assumptions upon assumptions upon nonsense. That's what she's doing right now. And using all of those assumptions and nonsense to build some kind of a ridiculous conspiracy theory out. Adrenochrome is a drug that... No, it's not. Wrong. Right there. <laughs> ...that the elites love. It comes f from children. The drug... No. 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 Adrenochrome is just a chemical that our body releases naturally, and it can come from anybody, and it doesn't really do anything for you if it's consumed. If it was actually a drug that could be used, you can bet it would be on the black market all over the place.
it's nowhere to be found. You can just buy it on eBay, I think. It's like it comes in a powder form and it just gives you a headache. Um, children. The drug is extracted from the pituitary gland of... You mean the adrenal gland? The pituitary gland is in the brain. But, uh, okay, go on. ...land of children. It's sold on the black market. It's the drug of the elites. It's their favorite drug. It is beyond evil. It's demonic. It is so sick. So there is a theory... No to literally every single word out of her mouth. Not one of them was correct. Not one. Let's hear her theory. So there is a theory that the White Hats tainted their adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus. Oh, no, no, no to all of that. Literally everything she said is wrong in every way. That is absolutely bizarre. God, this is so weird and entertaining, isn't it? Like, these two people are something else. I mean, it's sad that they're so close to power right now. You see what I mean? Look, this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, every, I just click around, every single frame looks bad. It doesn't matter. You can do it to my video, to anything. Every frame that I... I click looks absolutely terrible. That's just the nature of video. But anyway, like I was saying, it's sad that they're so close to power, but I will be damned if it's not entertaining as hell to listen to them just eat themselves alive with these conspiracy theories. It's absolutely nutty stuff, man. Rush's fingerprints are all over this, man, and that's concerning in itself. Anyway, if you disagree with anything I've said, let me know in the comments or on Twitter at Telltale Atheist. Mr. Qtube, first name thought, as I understand it, the human body can't digest or process blood if you drink it. That is correct. Thank you for bringing that up. I meant to mention that. Cannot be processed if you drink it. I mean, it can be injected. And there are actually studies that show that if you get a blood transfusion from somebody who's younger than you, it will slow the aging process. That's actually true, but that's non-harmful. You don't have to, like, do it with a kid against their will. It, it doesn't hurt the kid or any of this other crazy QAnon nonsense. Does not work that way. There are, like, blood transfusion donors that donate their blood to older people to help them stay alive longer or stay young or whatever else. It's totally normal. It's just a standard medical procedure. Nothing wrong with it. But, you know, a grain of truth to every conspiracy theory, and they just have to fearmonger and propagandize as much as possible. That's all there is to it. It's absolutely nutty. In fact, there was a uh, TV show a while back called Silicon Valley. I loved that TV show for a while. It was on HBO. So funny, dude. Oh, my God, was it a funny show. And I was a software engineer at the time, so it was perfect because it was about software engineers. It didn't end fantastically. I felt the ending was lackluster. They should have ended it a season early. But anyways, in that movie, they kind of gave you a sneak peek into like Hollywood elites culture and they just they they portrayed one of the bad guys as like having a blood boy where this kid would come over and he's like 20 and young you know fit and works out all the time and he just does a blood transfusion with this bad guy and he's like oh yeah that's just my blood boy Gavin you know it's funny <laughs> it was really funny it was a funny show if you haven't seen that you should watch it Ilhan Omar came to the U.S. when she was eight. This woman is saying she was a spy at eight. Emily Sigmund doesn't need to make sense for them to believe it. They will believe absolutely anything with no evidence, especially when they believe that God told it to them. They're even more firm in their conviction that they're correct. 
people like this are honestly dangerous to society in the sense that they can say anything that they want and claim that God told them that thing. And gullible suckers will believe that. Honestly, ridiculous. And then they use that supposed prophecy from God to whip people into a blood frenzy and get them pissed off at everybody around them. Get them pissed off at liberals, pissed off at Ilhan Omar and and very specific people and make them want to take action against them. It's disturbing, man. When we come back, we're going to talk about pastor, medical doctor, and far-right figure Stella Emanuel demanding an apology from people who criticized her for claiming with absolutely no evidence that hydroxychloroquine would do anything for anybody. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. This is Stella Emanuel, and she got famous a while back because she was retweeted by Donald Trump in this video. This was at a time when we didn't really have any cures for the virus. We had no good treatments for COVID yet. This was early on in the pandemic. I don't remember exactly when it was, but there were people looking at certain things. Like scientists were looking into hydroxychloroquine at this time uh, or a little bit before this. Eventually, as time passed, Donald Trump starts endorsing hydroxychloroquine incorrectly because it wasn't a good cure, we discovered. I'm not inside the guy's head, but just from the outside, it seemed as though Trump was trying to give people hope. So he pointed them at hydroxychloroquine And then his arrogance would not allow him to back down from that when science discovered that hydroxychloroquine wasn't doing anything for anybody, wasn't helping anything. But this doctor, Stella Emanuel, despite having science that now proved that hydroxychloroquine was not helping COVID patients, it wasn't doing anything for anybody, she comes out on this press conference thing or whatever and starts talking about how it's all lies and how it is actually helping people. And it's retweeted by Donald Trump. Listen to this. It's, it, this is an older one. This is from like 2020. Upset. Why I'm upset is that I see people that cannot breathe. I see parents walk in. I see diabetics sit in my office knowing that this is a death sentence. And they can't breathe. And I hug them and I tell them it's going to be okay. You're going to leave. And we treat them and they leave. None has died. So if some fake science, some person sponsored by all these fake pharma companies comes out and say, oh, we've done studies and they found out that it doesn't work, I can tell you categorically it's fake science. I want to know who is sponsoring that study. I want to know who is behind it. Because there is no way I can treat 350 patients and counting and nobody is dead and they all did better. And then you're going to tell me that you treated 20 people, 40 people and, and it didn't work. Here's the thing. This is how science works. This is the the beautiful thing about science. If this is real, if, if she really did treat 350 patients and they did better, and she treated them with hydroxychloroquine, and they did better than before, you should record this in a paper. She's a, a medical doctor. She should be able to record the results. Doesn't have to be anecdotal. Uh, have a control group. This is how science is done. How does she not know that? How does she not know how science works? What she's doing right now is holding up anecdotal evidence, which is completely worthless 
in the world of science. Anecdotal evidence is not useful to coming to facts, okay? She's using anecdotes to try to disprove a scientific study with control groups and everything. This is pure, unadulterated propaganda that she was laying down here. I'm a true testimony. So I came here to Washington, D.C. to tell America, nobody needs to get sick. This virus has a cure. It is called hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and zitromax. That was proposed as a possibility and discovered to not be helpful. In fact, be dangerous to take. It was not productive to take that regimen or whatever to cure COVID. Now we have Paxlovid, I think, which is a pill that actually cures it. She doesn't care. She's just going to come out here and propagandize and lie on Donald Trump's behalf. And that's why she got retweeted by him, because she's willing to lie, which objectively got people killed. It got people hurt that she and Trump were out here lying about the efficacy of a medicine that doesn't do anything for COVID. Nothing. All right, keep listening. You don't need masks. There is a cure. I know they don't want to open schools. No, you don't need to, people to be locked down. There is prevention and there is a cure. And let me tell you something. All you fake doctors out there that tell me, oh, yeah, I want a double-blinded studies. I just tell you, it's sounding like a computer, double-blinded, double-blinded. I don't know whether your chips are malfunctioning, but I'm a real doctor. Okay, you, you catch that? I, I don't know if your chips are malfunctioning. She wasn't joking. She actually believes that people are being replaced with robots or clones. Seriously, that wasn't just some flippant remark like, I don't know if your chips are malfunctioning or whatever because you're acting like robots. No, she thinks there are clones and robots out there. No joke, okay? Watch, this one is late May 2022. Listen to this. Brothers and sisters, patriots, we are living in a time when there are two seats in the world. The other seat is not human. And until we start realizing that we're dealing with creatures that are not human, you love how she rolls that R. That is absolutely superb. Not a human. You keep thinking people like Pelosi and Biden are human. I don't know where their human selves are, but the Bible says the devil would deceive the people of the world to create these images. So how does this deception take place? Be quiet. Be quiet. Have, wait. You, you have time to shout. Just give me a few minutes. What's happening to this seat? Listen. The devil will deceive them to that if you die, you're going to live forever. We will clone you, download your brain to the Internet of Things, and then we're going to upload your brain back into that clone and you live forever. It's a deception because you see, Bill Gates has been deceived. Even the elites of the world that were human beings have been deceived because if Bill Gates was going to die in 20 years, why is he trying to kill us? Why is he? Dude, he's not. He's Bill Gates is not trying to kill us or anybody else. What is the Internet of Things? Isn't that like the name that they gave to like smart plugs or something and like smart home devices or whatever? She honestly, truly to the bottom of her heart believes that they took Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden and Bill Gates brains and, and just removed the consciousness and replaced it with like a demon she was not being flippant earlier when she said your chips are malfunctioning saying oh yeah it doesn't work and it causes heart disease let me ask you dr sanjay gupta hear me have you ever seen a covid patient have you ever treated anybody with hydroxychloroquine and they died from heart disease when you do come and talk to me because Look, she's leaning on anecdotal evidence again absolutely worthless in the field of science 
Sanjay Gupta was one of the more famous doctors who was working on COVID, I believe, when everything was falling apart. He was advocating for correcting medical misinformation. And, and here she is out here spreading it rampantly. And Donald Trump retweeted her. Donald Trump boosted her, signal boosted her, talked about the ideas that she was espousing. Absolutely insane. Come and talk to me. Because I sit down in my clinic every day and I see this patient walk in every day. Scared. Okay, that's the general point. Here's the interesting thing about this person, though. Check this out. Mid-February 2021, so basically like a year or so, give or take, maybe six months after that video came out, she comes out and she is upset. She is mad because she thinks she's been vindicated. She thinks that everything that she said in that video we just watched was proven true. Listen to this. I demand an apology from the media. I'm talking about CNN, CNBC, and all their like New York Times and all those people that called me crazy from Hollywood. I mean, from people that sat around and made videos calling me crazy when I said hydroxychloroquine worked and we should not allow people to die. I'm talking about FDA, CDC, NIH. I'm talking about all of you, my colleagues, the ones that called me names that threatened to report me to the bots and all that stuff because... I don't know of any of her colleagues who called her names and threatened to deport her to whatever. I wouldn't stand for calling anybody names or threatening to deport anybody. I think that's wrong. But what colleagues did that specifically? Can you give me a list of names? There is nothing wrong with people calling out bad behavior. That's good. I encourage that deeply. And that's exactly what the CDC, the FDA, and you know Sanjay Gupta and, and everyone else is doing. That's what Fauci was doing. They were all calling her out for being wrong, unequivocally wrong about her claims regarding hydroxychloroquine and, and the virus more generally. It's not the only claim she made about the virus by far. But she seems to think she was vindicated in all of this. Where is her head? Where is it? Are we not like if living in the same reality as her? Like what what happened? She thinks that people have been like replaced with clones and robots. So we're certainly not living in the same reality. But how did she get to the point where she believes that she was vindicated publicly? I don't understand. To report me to the boards and all that stuff because I said hydroxychloroquine. Oh, reporter to the board, threatening to report her to the board. Absolutely, the the like the thing that would have her medical license stripped. Yes, I love it. Love everything about it. Don't call her names. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in name calling or insulting or anything. Report her to the board. I hope they did. I think she still has her medical license though. Sadly, I'm not sure. That threatened to report me to the bots and all that stuff because I said hydroxychloroquine works. Now you have all these studies that are saying it works. What no, we have literally zero studies that say that it works. Zero reputable peer-reviewed studies. It's, it was nonsense then, and it's nonsense now. It's nonsense when she first said it. It was nonsense when she claimed she was vindicated. And it's nonsense in 2022. It's nonsense, okay? I don't know how else to say it. And it's bizarre to me that she is absolutely convinced that she was right the whole time. How did we get here? What about the 500,000 plus people that have died? Who is going to be responsible for them? Somebody needs to get their behind suit so bad that they will not find a way out of where they'll be locked up. Because this is crazy. Even Joe Biden called me crazy. 
I demand an apology from every single one of you. Because when I said the truth, none of you listened. You people laughed at us, you people ridiculed us, you canceled us, and you allowed people to die. Y'all are so, not just, you are evil, this is evil, this is wicked. And you know what? Somebody needs to be held accountable for this. Okay, now, if you think that's bad, it gets worse. It gets a lot worse. <laughs> this is from The Water Cooler with David Brody. It's on Real America's Voice, I think. Yeah, Real America's Voice. It is a far-right news outlet or commentary outlet more than anything. It's really, really high up, though. Like, they have a lot of viewers on like Real, Real America's Voice and on the the TV show on there, The Water Cooler. It's extremely influential. And they had her on. They had her on to talk to them. So listen to this. Late August 2022, she's still peddling this stuff. After we've come out with a bunch of useful medicines and vaccines and various different types of treatments for the virus, let's see what she says now. So our goal right now as frontline health workers is to make sure that we build people's immunity and get information so that we're always like two steps ahead. But most importantly, you should pray and give your life to Christ because at the end of the day, I'm gonna take my chances with gorilla pox, monkey pox, elephant pox, or whatever they give than allow myself to be genetically modified. Okay, you, God, there's so much here. You catch what she said? She listed diseases, and she said, I want to protect myself from whatever they give, i.e. the Illuminati is trying to infect people with monkeypox, is what she's saying. And I would rather go to heaven than have my DNA genetically modified. That is insane on so many levels. I do not even know where to start with this. That is nutty. Monkeypox is actually, I, I believe that the smallpox vaccine works for monkeypox currently. Didn't we eliminate smallpox? I believe we did. Yeah, it was uh, 1980 was when it, smallpox is officially declared eradicated following worldwide vaccine programs. But the smallpox vaccine still exists because monkeypox, I guess a variant, I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist, so don't trust anything I say about it. I, th I think it's some kind of a variant of smallpox because the smallpox vaccine works for monkeypox. I mean, smallpox vaccine is old. We've had that for like a long time. But here she is saying that that genetically modifies your DNA or whatever. She's saying the same thing about the COVID vaccine. Absolutely nutty. Absolutely nutty. And what is her solution? Rather than just get vaccinated like a sane person, she's saying say your prayers and get ready to die instead of getting vaccinated. And if I die, I'm a child of God, I get to go home to heaven. That is actually where people have to stop being afraid to die because they are getting us because we're so scared to die. So if you get to a place where you give your life to Christ, get your life right with God, you know where you're going, you will not be afraid to die because what is coming, millions and billions of people are gonna die. But the issue is gonna be, read Revelation 6, where are you gonna go if you die? So we should not be scared of death. That is part of transition. That's a fantastic point. I think a lot of this is that the left is scared of dying because they haven't given their life to Christ, or at least a lot of them haven't, um, or most of them haven't. Okay, th th just that statement aside, how did she get a medical license in the first place? How did that happen? How did we find ourselves as a society in a situation where somebody went to school for like eight years 
and interned with doctors for four more years on top of those previous eight years and passed tests and got certified and worked with patients for as long as it is required to get your degree and licenses and everything. And she believes this stuff. How did we get here? How did this happen? I don't understand. I am so deeply confused. I really hope she lost her medical license. I really, really deeply do. Absolutely insane. If you think that's bad, the right has, of course, been demonizing the LGBT community for the monkeypox situation, blaming the other to their heart's content, of course, just like they did with HIV. Blame the LGBT community and do absolutely nothing about it because what they're doing should be criminal anyways, right? This is Stu Peters talking to Stella Emanuel, of all people, about monkeypox. Uh, heavily redacted. I really could not play this otherwise, sadly. So one of the answers would be, don't have gay. Repent from yes. your homosexual lifestyle and go find mm -hmm. Jesus, uh, because the real pandemic here is promiscuous among gay men at participating in satanic depravity. So Satanic depravity. Is that like satanic ritual? Does he think that like like the LGBT community is taking part in satanic rituals or whatever. I mean, he does. He does believe that. I'm just not sure if, if that's what he's like laying down in this specific conversation. So stop that. As a matter of fact, we should make a law against homosexuals. We should just say that that's not allowed. It's a criminal offense and we should lock these people up. Uh, another oh answer. Well, lock them up. I mean, I, that's obviously deeply depraved that he would even suggest such a thing. But at least he's stopping at lock them up rather than the death penalty, like a lot of hate preachers and right-wing commentators are saying right now. I mean, hell, Rush Limbaugh, of all people, dude got a what, what Freedom Medal of Honor or something, or it's like the highest medal that can be bestowed upon a civilian, and it can only be given by a president, and Donald Trump gave Rush Limbaugh this medal. Rush Limbaugh, during the height of the AIDS crisis, read off lists of the names of people who died from HIV and celebrated it. Is it much more depraved than that? That is wrong on so many levels, dude. And that is exactly the route that we're going right now with monkeypox, exactly that route. Another oh answer, another- That should happen, yes. Yeah, yes, it should happen. Absolutely wrong, dude, absolutely wrong. There is something deeply, deeply depraved about this viewpoint, it's disgusting. Stu Peters has problems of his own. He, he is, he's got absolutely depraved views on a lot of things, especially the LGBT community, but you know, he believes a lot of the same stuff as, like, Julie Green. I mean, I talked about her in a previous video. If you haven't seen that one, he has a lot of the same views as Julie Green and Liz Crokin, this woman right here. I mean, he's a QAnoner to the core. In fact, the dude is actually, I'm talking Stu Peters now. Stu Peters is a flat earther, of all things. Seriously, he's a flat earther. This guy right here on the left. So I would say I don't think anybody is coming to him for serious news or information or whatever, but sadly they are. Unfortunately, they are. He has a massive presence. He is, I would venture to say, 
nearly as big as InfoWars. He just kind of appeared out of nowhere overnight, it seemed. But he has a massive media platform to a disturbing size. And he's platforming people like Stella Emanuel and saying absolutely disturbing stuff. We've got to talk about this stuff more, man. We have to. We cannot let this stuff go unrebutted. So here's my question about Stella Emanuel, unrelated to Stu Peters here. Is she ever going to come back to reality? Is she ever going to come to realize how completely full of it she is? Or is she going to go to the grave completely delusional? In my opinion, based on the bizarre ideas and beliefs that she has, unfortunately, I think that she's going to pass sooner rather than later. And I say that because not out of joy. I don't want anybody to die, period. Nobody. I don't support the death of anyone. But the beliefs that she has are going to put her life directly in serious danger. Obviously, some of the beliefs that she has are going to put her in serious danger. So I don't like I don't think she has as much time as the average person out there does. If she's actually living the way that she believes you know i think her time is limited is she going to realize sooner rather than later that she's completely full of it or will she go to the grave believing this stuff let me know what you think in the comments or on twitter at telltale atheist thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen and i will talk to you next week if you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, there's Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stuff on there. You can also check out my other channels. I have a Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel where I go through long-form videos like Kent Hovind's seminar series, Jehovah's Witnesses TV show, and televangelists prophesying about politics. And finally, you can check out my social media. If you have a question for me, the best way to ask it is to tweet it at me. I'm on there all the time so check it out all links are in the description as always anyways that's all i've got for you thanks for listening